All right, GM, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of Block Sauce. Again, your only unfiltered takes in Web3. Again, in gaming, everything in between. And today's special guest, without further ado, I want to introduce Coop, who is the founder of Earn Alliance, who's doing some really cool stuff in this space. I'm kind of excited to deep dive into what everything you're building, all the other side projects as well that you've got going on. I saw that there's some things going on that, that come and marry to each other. But uh, cool. before we start, all right, like I always say before I start, I got to get to know each other, right? Like we got to figure out if like, if I was going to go on a date with you, like I got to know like a couple things about you before I like swipe right and say, okay, I'm ready for that date. Okay. All right. All right. The swipe right. right means you're going to choose me, right? Just making sure I haven't been on Tinder or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So swipe right, I choose you. Swipe left, I don't choose you. And based on <laughs> these questions, I will know whether I'm going to choose you. All right. All What's right, your favorite noted. all time video game? Favorite all time? I, that's a tough question. I think if I had to choose one, it's definitely Counter Strike. And I started with 1.3, got up to 1.6, took a break, and got back in the go. But yeah, it's definitely Counter Strike. All right, I'm going to swipe right. Uh, favorite character? If you could be in any video game, what character would you be? It's most definitely Jin. ADC and League of Legends on the bottom lane. Yeah, Jin's a badass. He, he's got okay. some swagger in his walk. I'm gonna swipe right. Big, big question here, right? This is a big question. This is gonna like really determine whether we go to a fancy restaurant or if I take you to like McDonald's for fast food. Console, PC gaming, or mobile gaming? What's your go-to choice? Hands down PC gaming, man. That's an easy one. No All explanation. Right. All right, here's another one. Ready for this one? What's a game that frustrates you the most? Or what's a game that's frustrated you the most in the past? Or maybe it could be a genre, maybe it could be a game, but tell me what's what's one that just kind of like, man, really gets you going? That's a hard one, man. I'm like, if, if you talk to any of my friends, I'm pretty zen, so like to get me frustrated, it's pretty rare. But if I had to remember a moment where I threw the controller is on the N64 Golden Eye for sure because that golden gun, man, that's not fair at all. <laughs> when you pick that up, man, F that. The golden gun and the RP90, right? I think uh, one of those uh, two that just were just unfair. Uh, yeah. Talk about throwing it back to multiplayer, right? I think uh, that's really where we got to really see multiplayer take a uh, a wider approach in what gaming can really how how really the gaming be a lot of fun, right? And I'm excited to talk to you about that even further in today's show. Uh, what's a game that you're secretly like addicted to that you kind of don't want to tell anybody or you don't tell anybody? Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a secret, but I have been a fan of Factorio lately. And uh, yeah, there's just something uh, I gotta say tranquil about it, man. It's really chill. I don't know, I just get in the zone and I like playing by myself with that stuff. So Factorio it is. All right, last question, and, and we'll go on our date. It seems like I've been swiping right with you so far, and it looks like we're going to make a, a good connection here. What's your gamer tag, and how did you get your gamer tag? Wow. Okay. Well, then now that's like the most embarrassing out of all things. If, <laughs> if I even felt such a feeling of embarrassment, but disturbing is my gamer tag, and how it came to be was when I was nine, ten years old. I was listening to a band called Disturbed. And Disturbed just sound weird. I didn't want to copy it one-to-one, -one, so I made it disturbing. And that's where it all started. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Great to hear. Now that we've got that through out of the way, I'm going to spike right. I'm going to get let you now do your introduction. Coop, who are you? Tell me about you, what you're building. Give us that 30 second now, like I'm ready to take you on a first date and why I'm going to take you on a first date. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So hopefully, I mean, you're still going to swipe right, but I'm Coop. I started as an engineer modding games in StarCraft, started with a map maker, then started doing private servers with different MMORPGs and then evolved into building businesses. This is my fifth startup, Earn Alliance. Uh, went from engineer to product to essentially running a bunch of game companies at this point. And long story short, I love games. I love Web3. I love how digital economies are kind of blending into this game ecosystem. And today we're building the largest Web3 game discoverability platform is what I would call it. And we help games acquire users and retain them through NFT content. You know, uh, I'm glad that you kind of said like you're building the largest discoverability uh, platform. Talk to me about your mindset as a leader before you wipe go into this what was the thing that frustrated you to want to build something like this that you feel is going to solve an issue in this space yeah when we started we were building tools to be able to understand game assets in the space so it all started with axie and then we're looking at like cypher and all these other games and we're starting to build analytics to understand how to yield these assets what assets could go good with other ones and it like let's step back it's not assets like what character goes good with what weapon you know, how could we figure that out? Who is actually the best using this character? So we're just getting super deep on like data and on-chain data and trying to visualize it and make it really awesome for guilds um, back in 2022, 2021. And then we realized once the fall of the economy, we're like, okay, well, we're trying to partner with games. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to give you the data. No, we're actually not interested in trying to build this like analytics or like trying to make it easier to use our game. People just went into building mode. And then we're like, okay, well, what could we do to help benefit this economy, benefit this new industry that I got really excited about when I started seeing Web3 games come to life? And the first number one problem is discoverability. Like what is out there? What could we do? Like, how could you support them? All that jazz. So that's how we started. And the main piece of discoverability was let's not talk about the floor price. Let's not talk about the token. Let's just show what the game looks like and actually what's fun about it. So we started with content. You know, Coop, uh, understanding kind of uh, some of the uh, concerns that you see in the space uh, based on what you were just saying, I, I totally hardly agree. And so I think, again, back to the leader of CEO of this company, founder of this company, talk to us like, you know, what are the issues even building what you want to build? Like, what are you seeing? Like, it, it, sure, it may seem easy to, to say, right? But what are you thinking right now are even deeper issues as you start getting hands-on building what you're building that you might want to tell everybody else like that's the building in the space, hey, man, you should go find, you know, uh, find the right developer for that or find, you know, uh, somebody that's an expert in this field because it's not that easy, right? Maybe some some pointers or tips here. Yeah, I think like one thing I'll just like flip that question upside down is that you don't need to find a blockchain engineer these days because you might think you need to, you know, write your smart contracts, keep them like super secure, all that. But there's a lot of good stuff out there like Open Zeppelin, Third Web that can deploy contracts for you out of the box. So I think we lost a lot of time and effort in trying to find that blockchain expert that's going to make us not hackable. 
um, when in reality, there's actually teams of people that you can work with to get what you want to get done. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing is just people in general. Like, I think the main thing for me coming into this space is that we're looking to build a long tail business. It's like, we're not looking for a quick win. We're not looking to like milk as much value out of like some bear market or sorry, bull market that's going to be coming out. And it's about how could we actually create a business or a subscription that is something that will create value for people. And I think that's what people need to start thinking about. It's like, how do you create a sustainable, uh, I, I would say not just economy for games, but just business in general, where you can create value where people want to pay for it outside of just transaction volumes. What would be like three things you would say to yourself six months ago or a year ago that you wish you knew today after what we just said, besides, you know, of course, the, the blockchain engineer. Yep. Yep. I would say, yeah, I would say the first thing is that trends like trying to extract value out of an economy is not the go-to. Like, I think what excited me about the Web3 gaming space was what happened with Axie Infinity, $35 billion going to the market in 2021, seeing, you know, like how you can kind of take a percentage of that being one of your main revenue sources. And I think that works really well for a period of time. And I would have told myself like, will that really be something that happens forever? Um, how could you make money uh, from, you know, potentially gamers from potentially, you know, uh, people who guilds like other people that want to put money into the the economy. So I would say like step outside of the box, not like follow the trends um, would be the first thing. The second thing is that why is there no game designers like in this space like that? You know, when I'm looking at it and I look at any team like why? And then I started speaking to game designers. Why? Why are people not there? Uh, I kind of jumped, dived in and went straight into the Web3 game ecosystem. But after I realized it and I started speaking to game designers, free economies are not easy to build. Like this whole idea of being able to allow anybody to be able to buy and sell within your game economy is actually a pretty tough challenge to balance. And a lot of the best game designers in the world are not here because of that challenge. Um, so I would have said like, hey, maybe dive a little deeper, look at the teams and see what are the bigger challenges and why the talent hasn't been growing that big. So that might sound pretty high level and abstract, but that's two things that I realized kind of late that I was like, whoa, that's pretty surprising facts that I wish I knew earlier. That's great to hear because I think like my next question really is kind of like an economy design, especially with what you're building, right? As, you, as you're seeing you're in an alliance and, and you're building your own alliance and I think you, you guys also have uh, Last Realms, right? Which is like a game, right? That you guys are partnering with. As you see what you guys are building and you, you're uh, building this economy that you want to design to attract users, what is it that you want to, how do you want to attract the user? And what is it that you want to provide to them that you would want to say, hey, this is how I want to keep you long-term? Yeah, so game design for me is about invoking a feeling of a combination of nostalgia and something new that you that just surprises you like a surprise and nostalgia is something like it's beneficial for two things one is that you get these memories like oh i was in lineage two and i was fighting this big ass dragon with like a hundred people and we're defeating this raid boss together like that was epic moment that I can remember when I was young. And I can tell you various stories of just these things that really excited me from my previous experiences of gaming. Replaying those again 
would be epic. But today it wouldn't be like, you know, I'm not going to like get excited about a game just because I'm seeing the same thing over and over again, but it's familiar. It allows me to play and understand the same style of like shooting a gun or, you know, being able to, you know, being a raid boss with like nine people. I know how that would work. So familiarity is really important, but then kind of twisting it up a bit and like changing it up is super important because it becomes fresh. So a perfect example is Valorant. Like if you played Counter-Strike 1.6, you know they copied that like one-to-one. The aiming of Valorant is Counter-Strike 1.6. It feels great. It's it's my perfect shooter. But then it made a baby with Overwatch. There's these new abilities that came out and it made it fresh and interesting. And, you know, it was a whole nother game at the end of the day, even though every single game or gun was the exact same as like Counter-Strike. So... Long story short is I think combining the two of bringing a game that brings nostalgic and something new into the space so that people can get excited about it and experience something new with friends is key. Yeah, I, I love that that you brought up the, um, you know, Counter-Strike and Valorant, Overwatch, and, and kind of almost thing in the sense that like, some of these games are being reproduced, right? And like uh, in different ways. And I think when we look at the web space, like, I think Web3 has been trying to reproduce too many Web2 games and not create enough creativity on a game in Web3 that will be like on its own to bring in somebody that's new to say, wow, this is different, this is cool, this is fun, right? I think we've, we've had too much focus, I would say, maybe in the past 18 months with that. But with that said, I think like what you're doing with Earn Alliance and everything that you've just mentioned, what is it that like right now would also be the way to make the user, the the gamer, that experience in uh, Earn Alliance to say, okay, this is different, and and it is different, and almost to say, why hasn't no one copied, you know, this, or maybe this is the secret sauce that people are just missing in some of these games or uh, infrastructure plays. Yeah, so I mean, for Earn Alliance, it's a platform. So I think the main thing that we wanted to take differently for the industry was focusing on content as i was mentioning earlier so what that means is that the games page if you go to it it's just 2400 games and it's just a screenshot of it and then our community curated all the different trailers and in-game like videos of these games and created a quick 30 second shot of what are the best highlights that this game has to offer what was interesting for this is that if you looked at skate x not the talk down on skate x uh, back in the day, if you looked at their NFT price when we started building an alliance, it was awesome. It was really high on DApp Radar as like one of the top games, up and coming games. But if you looked at the content, you looked at the screenshots, and by the way, there's like no videos, there was nothing, right? But if you looked at SkateX under an alliance, you saw as a gamer that there was nothing. And then you clicked into it and you saw, okay, well, the floor price looks awesome and like here's the NFTs, etc. So we literally flipped the industry upside down. And that was our go-to on that. And then as you're kind of hinting with Last Remains, kind of our, our pet project on the side, a game that we're, we're working on and publishing and kind of influencing as that nostalgic take into the space, we wanted to take the Battle Royale genre and merge it with the stealth genre. So what would a Elden Ring or an Assassin's Creed with zombies look like in a massive Battle Royale with 30 to 50 people? And what would it feel like if you found something super, super rare and then you had to extract it out of that world and it could become an NFT that might be valuable. So those are some of the things that we're experimenting.
that's awesome to hear, man. It's really cool to have these kind of conversations to see like where your mindset is and everything and like how you even got into it. I I, I find I enjoy these type type of things. And like I think that the, the the next being a marketer, right? Like the marketing behind a lot of the games in the space. And I think you with SkateX, you know, it's funny that you mentioned like there's no content. I think that's been a, been a very big issue, right? I think we haven't been able to either connect with the audience or we haven't been able to um showcase what the audience wants right and we know that the audience is a big fan of trailers right we, we know that like a lot of every every gamer loves trailers but sometimes trailers don't live up to the hype right and i think that's where we start this whole fud that there is in this space right that quickly they'll go to crypto twitter or twitter or wherever they are and just be like ah, like i just got sold like a lamborghini and, and it's a honda and so what are you thinking like with when you're building an alliance on marketing that you're really pushing to your team to say hey this is the strategy or this is what we really need to say to, to the community to earn their trust in what we're building yeah i think trying like well first of all back up starcraft trailers diablo trailers of those cinematics like I would grab a box of popcorn and just enjoy it. Like they were great and they really hyped butter me or no up. Butter. Huh? Butter or no butter? Butter, man. Oh, you gotta get that butter all over it. I don't eat popcorn <laughs> now because it gets stuck in my teeth, but like back in the day, it was definitely buttered as F and it was great. But yeah, yeah, it was it was just so awesome. It got me hyped, it got me excited, especially StarCraft 2's, you know, stuff was amazing once they got to that next level. But just to say it, like once a company could be able to create that and live up to the hype even though the end game is not matching the cinematics the end game is still an experience of another level that matches it in terms of epicness dude that's called execution and unfortunately i would i would just be honest like i i believe the web3 space does try to extract value and try to like profit like real quick it's very new that you can raise so much money really early and have so much budget and be able to like, well, what am I going to do with this? And how am I going to bring the people together? And like I was saying, the game designers is one of the key things in order to get that retention loop, that vision together to be able to get something like really executed. And then you got producers, all these like crazy people. And usually it's just a few people on a team that come together to build a game in the Web3 industry. And you're just missing a few key parts. Um, but we're still early. Like some some teams haven't re you know revealed some of their stuff, some things I haven't played yet. And it's just still very very early so i would say like when it comes to executing an idea and in the marketing around it i prefer what battlebit did i think battlebit uh which if you guys aren't familiar with it they had a game that's battlefield meets minecraft in a 256 player world intense experience and they've been building it for three years and it was about i think two or four people that came together that really put it together and i've been following them for years i knew it was going to be sick and how they like released it was every two weeks i got to play that game slowly but surely i'd be like yo we're gonna we yo my brother you know my friend hey man BattleBit's gonna be doing another test in two weeks let's go do it and then we would just keep coming every two weeks it became a regimen that we're just testing it and playing it and it got better and better and the next thing you know it's live and then boom you know they made like 10 20 million within the first few weeks and people were like oh where did that come from it was like dude that was years of love that went into that so long story short is that i think marketing and content you have to try to either go the approach where you're really open and you're telling nobody there's no release date 
this is an experiment, come join the journey, or you just hide that stuff. Like what Apex Legends did, they announced and released on the same day with all those creators. That was epic. I would love to see more of that. Speaking of creators, I think this is a good segue to talk about creators. Like, what what are you thinking? Again, uh, we're seeing different models in, in creator economies and creator uh, programs in the Web3 space. Anything that you think that will stand out or even that you're working on right now that stands out that you're excited to, to share with? Yeah, I I can't like biasly. I don't want to like get too silly over here, but I think one of the things that excites me that we're working on is that we're creating a tier list. So if you're familiar with tier lists and it's called tier lists, like you got your, you can call it an S grade, an A grade, or like Epic or whatever. You can create these tiers and match your ideas, be it games, be it, you know, concepts, whatever it is into these groups. We are creating a tier list on our profiles on Earn Alliance so that people could take any Web3 game that's within our directory and be able to create a tier list on it and then showcase and share it within the industry. And it becomes really easily easy because not only do we have all the games that we think that exist in Web3 games, but when you show off your tier list, people will be able to hover over and see the videos and trailers that I was talking about earlier that people can kind of quickly see and it's very interactive. So that's going to be coming out in the next month or two. And we've been sharing it with some creators and they're pretty excited to use it to be able to showcase what they think and how they rank Web3 games. Um, so that's one of the experiments that we're trying with creators soon. Who's who's on your athletes right now for creators in the Web3 space? Oh, that's a good question, man. You, only have, um, you can only answer I'm one. I'm going to choose one. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be Yellow Panther for sure. Like, uh, I, I love how about, it. How about on A? Hey, what do you have? Number two? Yeah. Oh man, you're pushing the boundaries. On the A list. Oh. So the A next 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 tier. If I if I had to like come to the next tier and be honest with it, I would say stash. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, he's right there. So 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 if they're listed in stash spot uh, uh, being on stash, uh, uh Yellow Panther, you're 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 their go-to guy. And actually Yellow Panther is a guy that I talk to on a daily basis. I'm a big, big fan of him. We, I've had times to be able to hang out with him in real life. He's hilarious in real life. Um, he's a genuine person. I, I'm it's a, a content creator that I always get very excited to. I share a lot of uh, insights and work with him. We're both soccer fans. We both love EAFD 24. So like 2023, he jokes around with me all the time because I say 2023 and he makes fun of me on social media, but he's a really cool content creator. But you know, with that said, I think, yeah, creative program. I think that's a very unique approach that you're, you're doing. And it's something that I don't think we've heard of from a from the gaming developer side of it, right? Or, or like we, we haven't seen a founder developer take that approach. And I, and I think it's very unique. Now, what do you think is like the ways that you will be able to help with, I would say, not to say the monetization standpoint of it, but like the economy standpoint of what you're trying to build with that, right? Because I think it's a broken system right now in Web3 where maybe it's a one-off time that they work with you or something like that. And I don't know if that's really the sustainable way to work with content creators, right? Because I think it has to be almost like a marriage where they both work together to kind of, A, help them bring their audience to feel comfortable with what they're pushing to, but also with what you're trying to push with them. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I don't have like a direct answer for this, but I will give you a story of a successful 
content creator that I worked with before. So I worked on a game called eatme.io and it's when I saw agar.io, agario, however people, you know, pronounce it, I was like, whoa, this is again, one of those feelings that invoked in me. I was like, dude, this is epic. This is going to be freaking viral. And it was when it was a web game before it went mobile. And I was like, this is sick. And, um, and that's where I decided, okay, let's try to bring clash Royale mechanics merged with Agario, and then we created Eevee.io, it's this fish battler, et cetera, it had like 15 million downloads. But the reason why it had 15 million downloads is because we worked with content creators. And we always wondered like, what's the value of content creators? And we paid for video, three videos. It costed about 10,000 US dollars. I'm not gonna name the name. And, but at the end of the whole run, three years later, the total views was around 7 million, you know, through that. And it wasn't instant, it's not 24 hours, you know, overnight. That person continued to build their brand, we supported it, and they kept going. And over time, you know, their fans looked at that video, even though it was one year old, and then they installed eatme.io, right? So it not only did it help us drive the success of the game, but it helped us, you know, fund, fund their success and fund their story as well. So I felt like that was like a really good like success story for working with a content creator. And today I think content creators in Web3, we're just all early, you know, we're all trying to figure out what is our story. You know, right now, 10 million downloads is, is insane for, you know, this space. It's about actually starting small and working together and supporting each other and figuring out where we're gonna go, but it has to be mutual at the end of the day. I, I love that there's a experience that you've already had of how to work with a content creator, because I think that's the actual issue, right? In the space that, that people haven't worked with content creators and they try to like say, you know, Hey, go push the game and, and here's what I give, whatever. But I think that aspect of them not understanding how they run their business and how they have to run their business is a part where it's really kind of missed. So I love that you kind of like, work with them over time because that's actually really the way to do it and i think that like a lot of the times as well is content creators need also the, the advice or help or, or feedback on like hey what's working what's not working and also working with the the game developers on like hey man like can i give me a sneak tip or give me a, a preview that i could kind of highlight only in my community or something like that that would really entice their community to be like okay like let's find out more let's go play this game so it's, I, I love hearing that so let's tie that into what you're building as your pet project, right? I think you mentioned it a little bit. Like, where when are we expecting to have that release, right? And and what bits should we kind of like? I'm opening my calendar right now because I'm I'm gonna take whatever you tell me right now. I'm gonna put on my calendar to make sure that I'm ready for it. Yeah, definitely. So December sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken, I need to open my my calendar, make sure that tell me that's a Saturday because I think that's where it's starting, but. I would say December 16th, which should be a Saturday, is early access for Last Remains. It's going to be free to play. It's going to be open for everybody. And it's going to be the first day that people will be able to earn NFTs out of it and extract NFTs if you can survive and find something epic and get to the helicopter and bring it out. So. Right now we are doing monthly tests. So you will be, you know, if you are a holder, you'll be able to get a key, join our discord and be able to, you know, test the next builds in the coming weeks. But the big one, which is going to be open for everybody is coming in December, early Christmas gift. And it's good, man. Like I think the, the feeling of finding something rare and then 
you go from like casually killing zombies to like oh shit i need to take this get to the helicopter so i can keep it it's like you turned on rank mode instantly and you get in hyper competitive you're like oh man i gotta survive you get a little too serious and when you die you definitely want to throw a controller if you have one so yeah it's uh yeah it's gonna be special i'm really excited about it survival of the fittest is uh one of the greatest the emotions feelings in, in playing a game right because it, it really gets your blood like really running and then that's when the blood meets with the inability to perform the task sometimes right where it's like all right like i'm gonna try this one more time and now the controller your hands are sweaty you're sweating and now you're really fight or flight man fight or flight <laughs> yeah yeah and in my case i always tell people when i get to that stage my easiest excuse I tell people is, hey man, I'm just old. Like, I don't have it like how I used to have it when I was in my early 20s. So maybe that's why I'm going to more hyper-casual games. And that's kind of why I understand why my parents use hyper-casual games. And that's why I understand why Candy Crush is maybe like their, their game of choice. And they're done playing the games that I play. But I, I think it's great to hear it from you as well. That like, you know, uh, what really gets these games really fun and exciting and, and that, that it's coming up. And I think December 16th, I have it down. It's an early Christmas gift. I think everybody should have it down. Let's all go try this. And so what one I want to go into is how do your teams work together with what you're building from Earn Alliance and, and Last Realm? Like, how do you build that like marriage as well? And I think it's something that like is very interesting to talk about because as other gaming projects out there that might want to work with Earn Alliance, Right? Who, how, how would you call that? Like, how do you open the doors and say, hey guys, like, who else wants to come and try this and, and build with me? And like, bring other communities, right? To, to say, this is really cool, innovative stuff. And we're, we're here to share it with you. We're here to play with others. Like, I think all the, all the web through space is very big on working with other communities. Talk to us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really good question. So I would say, the beginning of all of this was figuring out how I wanted to build Earn Alliance as a company. Let's just talk holistically. And one of my favorite companies and how they're structured is Supercell. And they talk about the idea of building these cells of very small strategic teams, um, which are self-efficient, they get funded and they're able to build a project and it either fails. And if it fails, you know, they praise the attempt or it's something that's, they come out of the woodwork and it's like exciting and fun and amazing. And then they take it all the way out. Um, but this is that game team cell. And that cell is supported by marketing. It's supported by a marketing cell, supported by a support cell, supported by a legal cell, supported by all these different groups of people. And what amazes me is that this is a business that builds or earns billions, eight to $9 billion a year. And when they were doing that, there was only 250 people in the company. So, and for me, like looking at large corporates, 10,000, 20,000, 500,000 people, you know, making billions of dollars. I'm like, dude, 250 people making billions, rock on. I would love to accomplish something like that. So just to kind of step back and holistically talk about approach, that's how this all started. And Last Remains is a cell. It's a, it's a group of people that I've worked with a long time ago. Um, 12 years ago, the main guy, Larry, got a vision for this game, partnered up with him and he had this idea. He's like, I have this itch. I want to make Last Remains. This is what it's about. I'm like, done. And then we took our marketing cell from Earn Alliance to help promote it. 
And then we have our legal cell, we have our game design cell, we have our infrastructure cell that's essentially trying to build this entire ecosystem for it. So everything from a last pa a, a light paper to the servers that you're running on are all built by these different teams that are working together. Um, so to answer your question, that's kind of like the, the approach of like how it all came together. And for other people and how they can work with us, we do, you know, publish games, but the main way that we do work with people is that we use our NFT rocket launcher, which is our launch pad to be able to acquire users or to get them engaged and to support your community through content. So if you have any digital things that you want to give away or you want people to experiment your game and like kill a boss, you know, anything and everything, we can actually engage our community of 100,000 users. Come check you guys out and see what's up. I, I, I love that you brought up kind of like the web two of business and everything and, and, and what you're doing here with the web three. And I want to ask you something like, you know, one of the web three benefits uh, along what we're talking about has been that the audience has been able to speak to the founder and get that feedback. Right. And, and I think that's something that's missing from the web space, right. Where we might be able to say something, but it, who knows that the CEO will ever say it, right? I will never be able to sit down with the CEO of Activision or the CEO or founder of some of these big, larger games, right? Whereas with the ability to be able to interact and have these kind of conversations is so valuable, right? And so like when you're listening to the audience, when you listen to the feedback, what is it that, that, that the audience right now is telling you that you're building what you're building and you're like, I know this is going to like, this is the, the key to solve a lot of the things and you're hearing it between your audience and like your audience is agreeing with you with what you're building. I love that you're bringing up that question. And just to kind of step back for a second is that we as founders and CEOs, we look at data. <laughs> so like on average, we're looking at users churning. We're looking at people playing and getting addicted and spending and like what, how far do they go? What do they enter? How do they interact with it? So data tells a story of like what you are experiencing. And what I love about web three is that turns it upside down where you can actually have a discord community. You can have AMA spaces. We can have chats like this and it's much more personal. We can listen and get feedback. Like, I hope that people who are listening to this today is going to comment on it and like ask questions and like wonder, you know, what's next, you know, or an alliance or why did I say that? And be, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like at the end of the day, like I, I believe that human connection, especially in early stages of the inception of an idea is super cool. Um, so for what we're doing right now, the main thing that we're hearing in the space and we instantaneously reacted to it is bots like bots and genuine people that enjoy games or are supporting communities and not value extracting is important to people who actually are attempting to support the community. Because if somebody is going to like go follow them on Twitter, go play the game, install it, beat the boss after an hour to try to earn the reward and they're up against bots that are essentially doing that and then they lose because of that, that's not fair. Um, so we are actually really, really transparent. When I say we have 100,000 monthly active users, that's people. If I told you the real truth, we have 1.2 million active users and there's a bunch of bots in our community as well, but we actually protect you against it. So, so many bot protection instantaneously when we got feedback like, hey, I feel like we're getting taken advantage of. Our community was right. We looked, we had a bug. We got taken advantage of. Somebody like was able to brute force like a mint. We reversed it opened up the supply, added more protection and replayed that mint. 
because the community said their voice. And I think that's something in Web3 that, that we would see compared to a Web2 company. And I hope that they felt it. And at the end of the day, I believe they liked it. Well, I mean, it's a testament to having 100,000 people, right? I think like, you know, you wouldn't have 100,000 people if you didn't do that, right? So I think like your, your support is there in what you're building. I love that you're saying, you know, uh, again, uh, you know, how you listen to the community and everything. How did you curate that community? 100,000 people in, in Web3, right? Like, I think we've always said, you know, and, and this is something that I, I wanted to talk to you about is, right? The Western markets and the Eastern markets. And I think you're, you're focusing on a market right now that's an emerging, embracing Web3, right? And I think like when you look at America, North America, it's not embracing Web3. And we're seeing it be like in a bubble, right? And I, and I talk to a lot of uh, Asian content creators and I talk to a lot of South American content creators. And it, to me, LATAM and, and Asia are really kind of leading a lot of Web3 because of the way they've embraced it and understood it. So talk to me, like, where were you, how did you say, hey man, this is where I want to build. And like, how did, how are you evolving from that? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, the last startup I did was a platform as a service standard Silicon Valley, you know, approach of this is this software company that I want to build for software developers. And that required me to really focus on North America. It, it required me to make partnerships in San Francisco and put my time um, in places that I didn't personally want to be. It kind of went against my home, which is now Hong Kong. Uh, I'm, I'm from California. I've been in Hong Kong for almost 10 years now. That's where my family is. That's where my children are. And I want to, you know, spend my time here, long story short. So very personal, like selfish, you know, decision. And what's very beautiful about the Web3 industry is that it's here. It's here in Asia. It's like it started in Asia, in my personal opinion. And it's like it's growing. It's vibrant. It's a value add. It's a life changing connection that people could be able to discover and get jobs and find their passions and, and kind of get serious about gaming here in Asia. And um, I don't know if it's because of the value is like either too small or not interesting for North America right now. I, I can't really debate too much on like why people aren't interested. Maybe the games are just not fun, but I think the seriousness of yielding and competing over an economy period is fun. And that's a competitive sport. And I think due to the value, that's what interests, you know, uh, I think Asia right now and, and other, you know, more lower income countries where, you know, $100 goes like really far. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's like where I think it all started. And for me, being an Asian Hong Kong, I feel like we're in the center of it. And now I can hop over to Thailand, Vietnam, anywhere within two to three hours and kind of connect with these people in person. And it's really fun. and It feels good. What's a uh, Web3 game that you want to partner up with and uh, you think uh, is uh, fun with right now or, or going to be really fun? That's a good question. Um, I'll be honest, like the Ronin network, if we just talk as a network, um, is something that we've been working really hard on. They are a closed network uh, and you need to be a partner to get on there at the moment. So that's something we've been working on for a while that we're you know slowly itching towards. In terms of a game, we are very excited about Big Time. And uh, we are in chats, but we're not there yet. And the, at the end of the day, it's still early. Like my personal opinion, like playing it, it's super, super early. But it, they have the funding, they have the vision. 
if you go into it and you like click on another character and you see their inventory of like what they're wearing and then you highlight over it and you see a buy button that's what i thought web3 gaming should be and they fuck they did it like they did it and like that that excites me um so i'm curious where they're going to be in the next five years and i definitely want to support that ecosystem not just because their name has been big in the last few weeks from the recording of this time but like it's it's a very promising project that has a vision that needs to be seen through um so those would be the top but if we want to talk underdog real quick um aperon and magic craft are like two games that i've been following a lot and they're on mobile and they're really really special so if jeff is hearing from ronin or axi and uh finn from over there Shout out, give give Koopa a slide into the DM, you know? And and Matt for big time. Hey man, you gotta slide into Koopa over here as well, man. Look at this, this guy got a high praise for you guys. So it's great to hear that. I, I do wanna see more collaborations of bigger partners that have uh, succeeded in, in Web3. I, I, I'm a big fan of Ronin, I'm a big fan of Axie. Uh, even for what they've been through or talked about, about, like at the end of the day, the innovative tech and the way that they're building, uh, you know, it, it, you still haven't seen that in this space, right? And I think uh, they've captured markets that I, I would say are markets that are very important to gaming, not just Web3, to gaming. And so um, I, I love to hear that you're, you're kind of a fan of that because it, it makes me understand that you know who or where you want to target and, and, and understanding the audience, which is something I think, um, you know, I talk about all the time. If you, on Twitter, I just ranted this morning, is like, you know, the, the disconnection with our audience is huge, right? And I think marketing in different countries is so huge. And I think, uh, you know, people get stuck within their bubbles of thinking that this is the correct way. And that's what, kind of why I say to people, like, venture out, try different things. Like, go see what marketing is in, in other different countries. Uh, uh, marketing in South Korea to Japan is completely different. And, and they're out both in Asia. You know, same thing in, in North America and South America. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of listen to that. So I think, what are the future plans for, for an alliance? What are some things that you say are on the bucket list? And then what are some things that are on the list that you think, you know, if you are able to accomplish it all, what's the next thing you want to really like challenge with an alliance? Yeah. So the first thing is that tier list uh, that's coming up and just holistically getting like right now, if you look at it, we still stamp Earn Alliance as alpha. And that's because it's a bunch of different features that haven't been fully connected together. And we want to just finish the vision on, on that. So that's coming out within the next few weeks where we feel like everything feels holistic and connected. Um, and then there's the tier list, which is like, what are things that we can allow the community to start contributing to in this space and content creators? Like how can we empower content creators with Right now we have a feed with over 20 million impressions per month. Yes, you know, we're not gonna like change people's lives yet with, you know, videos and content. I can't tell a content creator, you know, they're gonna become famous or anything on Earnalyze, but how could we continue to grow that and support content creators? So that's a lot of the things that we're trying to feel and we don't want it to be like paid, like engagement. We want it to feel like we created value for the content creator and they're leveraging are tools that actually help them become successful and better the Web3 game industry, um, to say the least. So that would be the near term. The end game vision of like what Earn Alliance is, and I'm totally open you know, to this, there's no secrets here, is that we're building a marketplace aggregator. 
Uh, and what that is, it's a gamer first marketplace aggregator. And what does that mean? It's if you look at Pro, if you look at Blur, if you look at what Magic Eden's doing now, they are aggregating markets, but they're not focusing on game markets. And we're going to be focusing on Ronin. We're going to be focusing on Avalanche. We're going to be focusing on base. If there's a game, we're going to have it. And you're going to be able to discover the economy and be able to buy and sell. And we're not going to take any fees. We're not going to have a marketplace where we're extracting value from another market and bringing it to us. We just want people to discover the markets. That's the first step. The second step is understanding the market. How do you understand a market? And as a game, as a gamer, or even a trader, for games, you need to understand what is the utility of this NFT? What does it do? Does it have high damage? Does it have a 72% win rate? Does it go really good with the shield? Is it used by the top 1,000 players? These are very basic questions of like being able to understand and learn a game. Because when I play Teamfight Tactics, for example, I look at guides and I look at like people recommending teams and like, how do you combine these different things? I would love to use data to be able to enrich a marketplace from a utility first perspective of understanding, hey, if you use this NFT with that NFT, and by the way, it's used by the top 100 players, you should check this out. And then you click on it and you see what price it is. Like, don't care about the supply. Don't care about, you know, the, 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 you know, speculation of it. Let's figure out how you can use it first. And you might actually go to Earn Alliance to learn about how to use the content first, and then you might buy it, right? Versus right now you go to marketplaces to buy things. And that's what I'm very curious about, which is, you know, it hasn't been done yet, but very curious to see where that goes in, in terms of the Web3 gaming space. I love to hear that. I, I love to hear, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of data as well. Like, I, I'm a big fan of like black and white numbers, man. Like we have to make sure that that's the way to, to test things, right? Because I think in the Web3 space, no one ever under, understands data, right? They're just like, yeah, just give it a shot and, you know, put a load of money to it and hopefully it works. And if it doesn't work, we'll come back. And then in six months, we'll ask for another raise because we ran out of money and we need a runway to extend for another two years, but we'll be back in the same problem in a year. So yeah. I love that you kind of, yeah, yeah. I love that what you're saying. So I think we're, we're at the stage of the show though, where we got to figure out if we're going to go to the next steps, right? Like, so the, the day went well, we're going to go to dinner. But next question is, Who's on your F tier list? I'm going to ask you this, ready? Who's on your F tier list for video shows or host shows right now for you? <laughs> this is biased, man. I would be honest, dude. I was just on the team earlier today that I was like, George, you got so much energy. You might be thinking like, oh, dude, you just like milking me. But seriously, your energy is really, really sweet. And uh, yeah, man, I, I got to say, I'm very curious to see this show and where it goes. Yeah, yeah, man, excited. Thank you very much for, for coming on. I, I've been very, uh, look, I, I love to connect with genuine people. I, I could tell you you're a completely genuine person. I love that you have experience in this space. I love the way you've thought about data. I love, love the way that you've built. Look, the success already that you're having is a compliment to the, to the experience that you have and the team you have. So these are the type of founders that I like to to be able to interview. I like to be able to say, hey, let's connect even after. Let's, let's do other shows. Let's do other things because these are the insights that people need to know or have or understand or even want to deep dive. And like you said, people need to ask questions, right? People need to ask questions, but sometimes they don't know what questions to ask. And I think it's like things like this today that we're able to ask that, or, or talk about that will maybe spark and say, hey, 
I got to go check out Earn Alliance because of what Coop is doing. I loved everything Coop has said and everything, you know, around uh, Earn Alliance and, and, what, and the, the game that Lost Realms. So I think, like, again, thank you for coming on today's show. I, it was very exciting, and hopefully we get to do many more shows in the future. Likewise, man. Thanks for having me. This has been great. I honestly, like, just love sharing it. And honestly, your questions putting me on the spot has been great. And hopefully everybody enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. And, and the last final thoughts about Earn Alliance that you want to tell everybody where how to join you, where to find you. Uh, tell us the Discord, anything that you, we need to make sure that we were able to uh, fully be on everything. Uh, turn the notifications on, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, just go to EarnAlliance.com. Check us out. There's going to be mints every week, uh, badges every week where you can support games. You can learn about games, discover them. EarnAlliance.com. Start there. Find our socials. Uh, anything from Twitter to Discord is where we broadcast what's going on. But trust that there's going to be a mint every week. We got a lot of great games lined up this year. So, yeah, come support us and support the industry. Well, there you go, people. Everybody, you've heard it. December 16th, you got to put on your calendar. And every week, free mints are happening in the Earn Alliance community. So, definitely go check them out. There's some really fun, exciting stuff coming in the future for them. It's a great time to be in Web3. It's Great to be early because you're getting rewarded to be early. And I think being in Earn Alliance early is going to be something that's going to reward you in the future. So definitely check them out. Again, thank you everybody for tuning in to today's show. Thank you, Coop. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.